Well, hello again, everyone. This is the Red and White Authority. It's presented by Labatt Blue, and I want to remind all Red Wing fans that Labatt Blue is the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whenever. It's always time for hockey, and it's always time for Labatt Blue. It's all about the Red and White here on the Red and White Authority podcast. And remember, those limited edition Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light Detroit Red Wing cans are still available. Get them while they're cold, and always remember to enjoy our premium beer responsibly. With that said, let's bring in our guest for episode 100. And it gives me great pleasure to have as our guest, a man that I've wanted to talk to now for a couple of seasons, uh, always aware of him as a player. Uh, I still consider my guest maybe being a Dallas star because I just do not want to go down that Pittsburgh Penguin Avenue for obvious reasons, 2009. But Trevor Daly is our guest, and it's episode 100. And Trevor, I know you've hit some milestones. I was in Toronto and game a thousand, and you know, a couple of days before Christmas, and you know, you, you know, you're just beloved by everybody in the league. And I'm not saying that to embarrass you, but of all the accolades, I would imagine being the guest on the 100th episode of the Red and White Authority, it probably has to rank, I would say, one or two, probably in the milestones of your career. Well, yeah, I'm absolutely honored. Yes, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. So, um, you know, I hope this goes really well because um, I'm excited about it and uh, I'm uh, pretty ex- happy to be number 100. Really? Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> I can, your enthusiasm is infectious. Uh, uh, let's um, get into a little bit. This has been kind of a strange year for you. I mean, you, you know, we, when you're in the lineup, obviously, when veterans are in the lineup, the Red Wings are a much better team. Uh, nothing against the young guys. Everybody has to learn. Um, how would you characterize your year thus far? Well, I, I would, you know, kind of sum it up to be kind of frustrating, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I felt good coming in the year and, you know, off the bat had a couple of injuries and and then uh, came back some more injuries. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm aware of injuries are part of the game and, and these things happen. But, um, you know, when it, when it happens over and over and, you know, the some of the injuries when they happen, you know, some of them were two of them were in practice. So, um, you know, that's uh, that's that's frustrating. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we just, uh, you know, it, uh, it doesn't help when, you know, the team's not where 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 we think we should be. So, um, you know, that that weighs into it a little, too. So, um, you know, uh, we, we just got to keep on here and, and, and keep uh, trying to get better. You know, I felt really bad for you because the Red Wings present you with the ski-doo at practice. You also blocked a shot and broke your foot in that practice. Did you know when you were being presented the ski do and it was a nice photo op family and all that kind of stuff. When did you, was it when you took your skate off? When did you know, oh my gosh, um, you know, a really nice day where the Red <laughs> give me a, you know, a nice uh, ski do, um, I break my foot. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, not the greatest day, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I did get a, you know, some, uh, some nice things out of it. But, um, I, I found out after, um, after I got off the ice, I knew I took the shot. I knew it hurt. But, you know, we we get hit a lot with pucks, and, you know, some of them hurt more than others. And this one didn't really hurt. It just got me in the right spot. So, you, so I mean, so it wasn't like, you know, we always hear these stories, you know, you take your skate off, and before you know it, you know, your your foot is as big as a house or something. That, yeah, that wasn't the case? <clears throat> no, it really, it really wasn't the case. I, I've, I've uh, you know, unfortunately broke my ankle before, so I, I kind of knew a little bit that there was something wrong. But, um, 
you know, you just hope for the best, and then when you get the X-rays, you just gotta, you know, do what um, do what the the training staff and doctors tell you. You know, um, as I said, I was in Toronto the 23rd and the Thousands game, and you know, I wrote about it a couple of times, and you know, we've talked obviously over the years, uh, and I know you've you've talked about this, but you're a kid from Toronto, being in Toronto, playing at 1,000th game, could you have written it any better? <laughs> I really, I, I couldn't have. Um, you know, when I when I was coming back. Uh, I didn't know what, you know, when when it was going to happen. I kind of stopped counting at the start of the year just because uh, I've missed so many games. So, um, but no, you, you know, I, I couldn't have written it out any better. It was, uh, you know, just to do it in family and friends and where it all started. And, um, you know, it, it was honestly, it was it was one of the most special things I've I've ever got to do. You know, when you look at it, every city that you've played in honored has honored you this year. Uh, I mean, it is a testament to not only the player you've been, but to the person that you have been. Where, why is Trevor Daly, and I hate to say this, and I know it really sounds corny, but why are you such a great person? Um, you know, I, I want to give all that to, to my mother. Um, you know, she, uh, she always, you know, I was always taught to be respectful, respect my elders, or, you know, just um, be a good boy. Um, you know, if I was, you know, um, going over to somebody's house my my mom would always say her best compliment you know when I get back is you know if the people say that your your kid's well-mannered and and a good boy so that's all she ever wanted um uh and to go with that uh you know I I've, I was fortunate you know when I came in the league to to have great people around me you know um great veterans um great coaches um just great mentors around me that you know paved the the way and and I you know got to follow and um you know, I owe a lot to a lot of that to them too. You know, growing up, um, you know, I know that your 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 mother passed away, and you know, you've talked about that, and you know, certainly, uh, you know, both of my parents are gone now, so you know, you, you think about them every day. I have empathy, and I understand mm -hmm. sort of what we all go through when yeah. something like that happens. Um, but let's go back to when Trevor Daly's a little boy wanting to play hockey in Canada, where it's you know it's accepted. Yet, you know, being as Giovanni Smith, I, I didn't even know this was a term, an African-Canadian, was mm -hmm. it difficult for you? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was. I was, you know, I was a little bit before Giovanni. Um, right. You know, I'm a little older than him, but um, it, it was, um, I didn't, I unfortunately had it both ways being, you know, biracial, being, right. you know, half white, half black, you know. When I would be at hockey, I'd be considered, you know, the black guy. And then you go to school, and then you know, every we biracial was kind of common around my neighborhood, so everybody knew me as, you know, that I I was biracial. So, you know, I growing up, I had, you know, it went both ways for me. Um, you know, I had, you know, my mom being white, and some of her family members that didn't talk to, you know, my mom because she was married to a black man, and vice versa with my dad's uh, side too. So. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I kind of, you know, when I sit back and think about it now, it's like, well, why does it really matter? You know, it, it really didn't matter. And my mom always made that uh, a point to me. Like, she would always tell me, You're, you get the best of both worlds, so enjoy it. So, so was she always, always your biggest supporter, obviously, in telling you that, you know, go for it or whatever you want. I mean, we're, we're, you know, during some trying times, especially in the hockey world, where, you know, it 
people can be ugly, let's be honest, yeah. Yeah. and try to throw you off your game because obviously you exhibited talent at an early age. Uh, you know, her influence, you know, was, was did you lean on her a lot or did you figure sometimes you got to kind of walk your own path? Um, you, no, she was, she, she was, you know, the rock. She was the rock of her family and she, you know, was a very strong, powerful um, woman that, you know, was believed in her beliefs and you know, didn't want anybody to hurt her baby. So um, <laughs> it, it was, it was special. Like now that, you know, me as a, uh, growing up in a father, uh, I appreciate even more what, what my mother did for me, not because she's gone, but more so because as, you know, I think when you're growing up, when you're a kid, you think you know it all. And then when you have kids, you're like, oh, mom was right. So, right. Um, you know, now that I, I look back and I, uh, not because, like I said, not because she's gone, but because of me being a parent, I appreciate what she's, what she did for me. You know, do you sometimes, I, I, maybe because maybe this is just human nature where, I, I don't know, not disciplining your child, or you have to do some parenting. Yeah. And then, I, I think you just said it, but do you sit back and maybe two or three hours later it kind of occurs to you, wow, that's exactly what my mom would do. <laughs> Absolutely, and my kids are very, very lucky because <laughs> they don't get what, what daddy got growing up, that's for sure. But um, it's just, you know, a different time, different day, but... Um, you know, I, I do respect the way my mom did discipline me, although today's society doesn't allow uh, parents to do that. Um, some, some parents do, I'm, I'm sure, but um, uh, it's, it's a little different. Definitely my kids have it a lot better than I have it. <laughs> um, when, when you start to play hockey and you're starting to progress, I am wondering, um, as you said, you're – you know, when you're at the hockey rink, you're the black player. When you're in school, you're just like everybody else. You're kind of the white guy too. Yeah. Uh, you know, being biracial. Um, as you progress, did did you find it being more difficult, or people would like to bring up, you know, being biracial more than when you first started out and you were just with a bunch of kids? It was growing. It was worse as, as I was a kid. As I got older, it got a lot better. Right. But when I first initially started, that's when it, it was the worst. You know, that's what I'm going back to, you know, the early 90s. Right. Um, you know, it, it eventually got better, um, maybe a little let down uh, as I got ju into junior. But, um, you know, as an NHL hockey player, it's, it's been great. You know, um, I don't want to keep dwelling on this, really, but I know that there's a lot of kids out there. You know, we just had – I watched, just watched P.K. Supan's All-Star Special. I don't know if you caught it or not. No, no. It was, it was no. Uh, you know, and he had the young man on from the Detroit area that he made the, uh, the Instagram post and said, you know, hey, you know, essentially do whatever follow your dream you know don't care about it and gave him a jersey and all it was a really it was a really nice and touching moment um and i know that a lot of people look at you and you know i, I and you know sometimes i'm uncomfortable broaching this subject because mm. you know look at me you yeah. know i'm, I'm a white guy really you're like Stephen colbert you don't yeah. you don't notice color right yeah. but 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 if you can tell young specifically hockey players of color, you know, offer them advice, give them some tips. What could you tell them? Just chase your dream, you know, like have a dream big and, and, and go after it because, you know, at the, the end of the day, you, you, you don't want to say what if I, you know, what if I did this or, you know, what if, 
you know, this happened. You never want to say what if. You always want to, you know, think big and, and dream big. And, and um, you know, if, if, if you do that and it doesn't happen, at least at the end of the day, you said you, you, you gave it all you had. Did you find, I know you grew up in Canada, but as you moved on and you got into this country and started <clears throat> playing, did you find that, are people people, or do you find that there is more of a, a racial division in the United States than Canada? Um, well, when you say Canada, um, you're not talking Toronto. Because Toronto's different. Toronto's very multicultural. So when right, you say right. Canada, <laughs> I, I played in Sault Ste. Marie where there's no black people, so <laughs> there's, there's no need for any racial up there. There's just no black people. But uh, um, when you say Toronto, I think, you know, I, I, unfortunately, I think it, it still is a, a, an issue today. And, you know, we see it all the time and, and we see it every day uh, in the world. But, um, you know, I, I, I really, I, I wish I had the answers to how to make it better because it's not fair um, for kids to have to, you know, play hockey that just because they're a different race, Chinese, black, Indian, whatever, um, they should be different. Uh, you know, when you come into this dressing room, and when when I look at you, I I look at you, and until you do something wrong to me, you're you're, you're my friend. So um, I, I I wish more people had that that kind of uh, a train of thought. You know, who were some of the players that you know um, <clears throat> kind of knew what you were going through or tried to be there for you as maybe as you were coming up in the junior ranks, and then certainly. Uh, uh, you know, um, as a professional, you know, a lot, a lot of teammates, um, a lot of teammates. I, I, I remember, um, you know, I, I really don't want to dwell on it too much, but I remember, um, you know, guys like like Kevin Weeks, um, you know, when when I did have my issues, um, you know, that was one of the the many of, of, of people that that came to my my offense, my 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 side and um, was there for me, um, you know, still to this day, I, I, I um I stay in good contact with Kevin. Um, you know, Tony McKegney was another another person that that I got a chance to to talk to. Um, um, you, you know, there's there, I, I was I was fortunate to have um, you know great coaches, great friends. Um, you know, my my best friend uh, Steve Ott. You know, was a, was always there for me. Um, you know, I had I had I had amazing teammates. I, w I was lucky. I had a great group of older guys. Um, you know Don Sweeney. I had a, uh, you know my um, my D coach in Dallas, who who you know to this day I can't you know thank enough. Uh, Rick Wilson, um, you know just just good people around me that that uh, you know no matter what I was going through you know or what was going on or if there wasn't anything going on they were always there. So um, you know it's just the, the support group was was amazing. You know I'm being real honest with you because you know I'm a lifelong Red Wing fan. I've covered this team for longer than I care to admit right now. And I've always thought that I know that there is a large, and I would say enormous, African-American hockey fan base here in Detroit. Mm -hmm. I just know it through the years and, and that. Yeah. And I always thought, boy, you know, when Tony McKegney was traded yeah. here, I was like, man, okay. Because, you know, I, you know, yeah. I, I've all, you know, I grew up in that generation, peace, love, and understanding, yeah. truly. Mm -hmm. And you know, I thought, God, this is, this is a great bridge because I know talking to a lot of African-American fans here in Detroit, 
it's not, you know, everybody wants to identify with somebody, and they identify with the Red Wings in the sport, and when mm -hmm. you're all on the ice, there's, there's, I guess, two colors, red and white. That's all that That's matters. <laughs> but um, but it, it would be nice. When you came here, did you kind of understand maybe, and I know Dallas and, and, and Pittsburgh and Chicago too, but yeah. I mean that the dynamic and that you were stepping into an environment where you were really going to be not scrutinized, yeah. but looked at in somebody that is going to be revered, yeah. especially by the African-American community. Um, when, you, when you put it that way, I, I understand it. Um, I wish I didn't have to look at it that way. and It, it, it really, I, I wish I was this, you know, but I understand what, what, what it comes with and, and being African-American and, and uh, being black in this, in this white dominant sport. Um, so if I could, you know, in any way help, a young African American, a, a young Asian kid, uh, a young Indian, any, whatever it, it doesn't matter to Just me. Just a minority. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I'm, I'll be, I'll be there. You know, um, you know I, I'm right there with you because, as I said, I know this is going to be like maybe the second or third time I said it. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable talking about it because I'm like you. I don't think this should even be an issue, or that we no. should talk about it. You know, you're a hockey player. You've yeah. played a thousand games in this league. Your resume mm -hmm. speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I know you said you wish you had the answers. Do you think we're getting closer where this is not an issue? Um, I hope so. You know, you, I think you want to have hope for it. I, I hope so. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to ever see it. <laughs> I hope maybe my kids could see it. Uh, I hope my kids never have to go through it, um, never have to deal with it. And, you know, I think the... The least people that have to deal with it, the the better. And um, you know, I think it's gonna it's gonna get better. And and um, you know, as long as you know there's there's voices out there and 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 people doing good things, I think uh, I think it's gonna get better. You know, the, the the NHL is is trying to take initiatives, obviously, and there have been some documented mm -hmm. ugly incidents over the years. Uh, poor Giovanni went through something in Kitchener yeah. last year, which he, mm -hmm. he writes a blog for us in part yeah. of our Taking Flight series. And he didn't really want to talk about it, but he said it was 2019 or 2018 yeah. back then. I'm surprised that this stuff is still around. Yeah. But he finds with each younger generation, it seems to be better. They seem yeah. to be more tolerant. Uh, you know, I'm curious, and, you know, this is a – if you don't want to talk about this – how is it? How is it for your children, or is it is it not it, really a, well, it's not the it's, same issue that it was for you? On, you know what? I, I haven't. My kids are still pretty young. My my oldest is nine. My my youngest is six. And it it um, you know, I, being biracial, I haven't. I don't know the right time to to. I'm gonna let it play out before I, you know, let him know that he. I think it's important. He knows that he's you know half part African American and right. and and what. It means, but um, you know, I, I I just want them to be a kid and want them to accept everybody for who they are. I don't want them to look at any color or, or anything like that. I, I just want them to to look at the the African American kid, the white kid. Uh, I want him to look at them for their name and what their name is, not what their skin color is. When did you realize that you were different? I mean, did it dawn on you right away, and did you? Try to embrace both sides of your uh, of your culture. I I embrace both sides every day of my culture. I'm so happy to to have a white mom and a and a black father. Uh, I my father's Jamaican, 
I love the Jamaican culture. I love Jamaica. Um, every chance I get to go to Jamaica, I go to Jamaica. Um, and then, the, you know, you know, I, I guess I play hockey, so I love the white culture too. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. So I, I, I embrace both of them every single day. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm so fortunate that I, I get to, to be in this position. You know, what does it mean to you? Uh, that hockey, that the NHL does have hockey is for everyone, that they are trying to do outreach? Uh, I, th I think when you look at it as a joyful way, hockey is for everybody. I think it's great. I think when it comes to, um, we have to deal with, you know, some of these incidents and then we have to, you know, on, on, a, on a, a month to, to look back and celebrate where black people have come from and, you know, what they were doing 60, 70 years ago to what they're doing today. Um, I think there's, we're making strides forward, and I think if we keep going that way, um, I think we're going to be fine. You know, I know I've joked with you, and I said that I think when you played your thousandth game, I asked you, when you when's 2000 going to come? Do you, do you know when that? You said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to last that long. And, <laughs> but you said that there's a lot of hockey left in you. Do you see after your playing days are over, you know, and you're a player that's going to go out under your own terms, I'm sure of that, um, do you see you taking an active role in whether it's hockey for everyone or, or relations and, and trying to make sure that, you know, what you had to go through and what players like Giovanni Smith have had mm -hmm. to go through to try to ease that? Absolutely. I, I um, you know, this is my life is, 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 is being at, at the rink and, and uh, I have a young son that's playing. Um, you know, I, I'm not really thinking about after hockey right now, right. but um, you know, if you were to twist my arm and make me stop right now, I would I would definitely stay in it and, and love to do like a player development and help out with a team and, and help out the young guys. I love the, the young guys coming in the league today. Um, you know, I love their uh, you know this uh, the new culture that they're they're bringing into the game. It's it's exciting. I think the game's growing a lot. I think it's going to grow even more. And and the more that you know, these young guys come in and the more we get to see, uh, you know, hockey players are, are kind of laid back and and uh, easy going, you would say. And and um, I think these young guys coming in have a little bit more spunk, a little bit more life. They have, a, you know, a, a, a little bit more excitement than I think than as people than, you know, this the typical of hockey players. So I'm, I'm excited to, for this uh, next generation coming in. Are you surprised at how these kids, you know, I look at Michael Rasmussen and I, I joke around with him that he's the most serious 19-year-old in the world, not just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they all seem to have their own trainers or regiments. I mean, they have been, they may not have been professional hockey players, but essentially they've been hockey players since they knew that they had the talent that they could chase this dream. Yeah, no, it definitely. These guys are, you know, they're they're coming in. You, you still got you still got to come in. You still got to learn. You still got to uh, adjust to it. But I, I feel, you know, they're coming in prepared physically, uh, you know, mentally. You know, it takes a little bit to get mentally to this game. This is a it's a very mental game. It's a very up and down, a roller coaster, and and you gotta you know you gotta learn how to ride it. But um, you know, physically, uh, there's not too many kids that come in the league nowadays that are not physically ready to to play. Um, let's look at at this Red Wing team. I mean, I, you know, I still know you as a Dallas star. And, you know, <laughs> and I always, you know, knew when you were on the ice and you, you have a long rivalry with, with the Red Wings. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you've been asked this question, but 
why come to Detroit? Because, you know, it would seem that if there was a team that might have been even a thorn in your side, it, it might have be, been the Red Wings. You, honestly, when I came into the league, the Red Wings were the pinnacle of, of hockey. Um, and I'm sure you could attest to that. Um, every time that, you know, we'd go into the Joe or, or play the Red Wings, you just knew it was going to be a, a great game. Um, I loved playing in the Joe. That's when they... When I signed here and I found out that they're moving buildings, I was kind of like, so we're not playing in because I, I love playing in the Joe. The Joe is a, a amazing spot to play. Obviously, this what they gave us here is a, is amazing. But um, um, just you know, putting on this jersey and the the culture coming into this dressing room, the the guys, the guys that have been here, you know, it, it, you really get a testament of of, of um, a great organization and, and why the organization, you know, it starts at the top, starts at ownership, it trickles its way down, you know, GMs uh, to coaches and, you know, you look at the captains here and, and the people here and, you know, it, it didn't take me very long to, you know, I knew that I, what I was coming into, you know, obviously the, the, the only thing that, you know, is, is not, where I wanted it to be is obviously the wins, but um, the people and the organization, the city, the you know, every, everything has been amazing. When you uh, were sitting in the Red Wing dressing room doing this, and, you know, I, I compliment the players, although they're all gone probably by now, but no one's coming in here throwing stuff at us or yelling or <laughs> joking <God>. around. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, the Red Wing room, in case people haven't seen it, have the history of the Red Wings, some of the great iconic players. Uh, when you sit here, you know, in a, in a moment, when you look at this and you see Gordy Howe or Ted Lindsay, the production line, mm. the great Red Kelly who finally had his number retired, which should have been done. Yeah, yeah. should have. That should, should have been, been done like 30 time. years yeah. ago. You know, poor guy. I think it's something to do with a, a Leaf jersey. It had something to do with that well, too. Well, you, know, eh? you know, I wonder. You know, <laughs> let's put it this way, and you know, and I'm getting yeah. all, I'm getting editorializing yeah. a little bit. If what happened to Red Kelly back, you know, in the day would have happened today, there's no way the Red Wings ever would have traded him. You know, that would have been yeah. worked out, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. it just, that was when the league yeah. was a little, run a little, a little different. differently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. players, you know, why did Ted yeah. Lindsay want a union? I don't want to get into that. But, yeah. you know, anyway, um, so, you know, we always hear it, you know. You know, iconic logo, original six. Mm. But, you know, it does mean something, doesn't it? And I guess when you walk into this room, this is a testament to the team that you're on. Not just this room, like this building that they built too. Like when you walk around and see what they did to this building, they didn't they didn't miss a, a wall on the, in this building. Like everything has character, everything, uh, you know, means something. They, they did just an you know, absolute beautiful job to, to a beautiful organization. You know, you're... You're here, you know, you're always kind of laid back, but you're such an effective player uh, out on, on the ice. How difficult is it for you when you get hurt and you know that this team can use you? You know that they're trying to, they want you to mentor some of the young D that, that, that are coming up. How do you maintain kind of a balance where you don't get frustrated? Because as I said, you're one of the most well-balanced people I think I've ever met. Yeah, well, it's like you said, try just to stay balanced. Um, you know, it, it, it's frustrating because, you know, all you want to do is, is, is just play and then, you know, you want to be out there with the guys that doing your job and, and being around the guys. Um, but, you know, it, you, you do understand that, you know, injuries are part of the game and, and they do happen. And, you know, it's, it's not – there's no point of, you know, trying to play through injuries when, you know, you're not going to help anybody and you're not helping yourself. Like like we, we talked about before – 
you know, 2000 would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Can't play injured for 2000, but no, you know, you know, I just, I wanted to, you know, get healthy where I could get back and, and show the team, uh, you know, show, show these guys what, what, what I can do. You know, Jeff Blaschel always says to us, you know, it's the process. You know, it's gotten to a point now where Jimmy Howard and I, whenever we say process to each other, we started to laugh a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a process. It seems that this team is on the cusp of, I guess, implementing or executing the process the way that, you know, the Red Wings want to execute it. Yet every little mistake just seems to be so, in the back of the net. I mean, is that just because the league is so close or so tight or that it's a younger team and it's going to take some time? Well, you know, it, it, it's that's uh, the frustrating part because I, I think we're, you know, when you say you're on the cusp, I think we're right there. And, you know, it's, it's you know, we, we, we go back to last night's game against Chicago and, you know, we, we find a way to battle back and we've done good jobs to find a way to battle back and, and you don't get the you know the two points out of it, and you feel, you kind of feel like you know maybe if we get the two points, maybe that's the turning point, you know, the, to turn this season, you know, around and and to build on, you know, becoming a good team because I'm I'm a big believer that um, you know winning and losing is is contagious both ways. So you know when you when the losing gets in, you got to try to get out as soon as possible because you you know it gets contagious, <laughs> and then everybody gets in the you know and then vice versa you know when the winning's in it, it's contagious and and that's a lot more fun uh, of a contagious thing to have. So um, you know we 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 got to find ways to get wins. Um, you know it's going to help you know our young guys grow get get them confidence. It's going to help this this team get better when you're winning. Um, you know I. I you know, I, I, you look at the the standings and where we are today, and um, you know, for this team to get better, you have to win, and you have to win right now. Right. You know, I today, and you know, sometimes I, you know, I, maybe I overstepped the line, but I had to go up to Bernier today and tell him I have a lot of empathy for him because the yeah. last couple of games, you know, he's yeah. come in and ends up being the losing goaltender yeah. where he, you know, yeah. gives, <laughs> gives you the opportunity <laughs> to, yeah. to to you know to tie the game and yeah. have a chance to win it in overtime. Um, but you know, again, you know, he, that's professional sports. I mean, I mean, I, I think the one thing that people, when they ask me about, well, what are professional athletes like? It truly is. You have to have a little bit of a sense of humor, mm-hmm. and you have to have a short memory. Definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's two in a row for him now. Right, that, that's I know. I can't believe oh, it. Man. I don't think I've ever yeah. quite seen that happen. But yeah, I think I just looked at him yesterday and just just laughed at him. To be honest, <laughs> like uh, I feel bad for you, buddy. But um. <laughs> You, you, you know, but that's um, that's part of the process of becoming a good team. Um, you know, having a little bit of adversity, but uh, you know, finding ways to win games like that. Um, you know, I, I thought the the game, you know, last night for the most part, it really wasn't much out there. You know, they scored on a lot of their chances, but you know, just finding a way to win, I think, is is going to be huge for this team and like, to win games like that. You know. Finding a way to win, does it come with a little bit of puck luck? Obviously talent and execution, but it does seem as soon as the it's, – it's consistency. Mm. And it's consistency something that, you know, Blaschel or the, the staff here can coach or that you as a veteran can, can teach? Or is that something – it's everybody has their own individual learning curve how to consistently bring it every night? Yeah, and that's the you know the hardest thing about this game is is being consistent because you know the the, 
the team you're playing against wants to be consistent too. <laughs> right, right, right. So, there is an opposition, right? Yeah. You know, it's 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 as much as you want to be. You know, they're, they're they they want to be too. So, um, you know, it, it's it's such a. It, it, I I would go back to the first three things you said. You know, more so than that, because you know we all want to be consistent, and we, you know, there's there's very rarely where I see a guy not try or right. not try to do something. We're we're trying to win every night. We're trying to get better. We're trying to 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 get two points. Um, it's just the, the opponent's trying to do the same thing, too. So, um, you know, a little bit of puck luck, a little bit of bounces going our way, I think, um, you know, becomes a big part of it. I look at the, the two runs we had um, winning two cups, and we, we got some puck luck. We got some, some calls our way, and, you know, we had things go our way. It, it's, you know, it's, it's not just go out there, tap the skates, and you're going to win. There, there, there's a lot that goes with it. You know, uh, I want to talk to you, and we'll wrap this up because we've been doing this pretty, pretty long time. Uh, and I do appreciate you taking your time today. Um, but Philip Aronik is back up. Uh, you know, was you know really came on in the AHL last year. Has actually had I thought some pretty good stints up here. Dennis Chalowski is now back in uh, uh, in Grand Rapids after surprising everyone and actually making the team. When you look at the young defensive core. Uh, you know, I would say Nick Jensen, but you know, I think Nick Jensen's like almost thirty at this point. I mean, you know, he was he was <laughs> yeah. he was in the oh. Grand Rapids for like you know a hundred years. Yeah. Uh, but uh, how do you feel about uh, you know the veterans are all solid, but how do you feel about you know where where this organization is because you know sooner or later some young guys are going to have to come in. Yeah, I think the I think you know Detroit should be excited about what's coming up. I think the you know the. The young kids are, are great. And I, I would, you know, I would put as young guys, you know, I, I would put a Dylan Larkin in there. I'd put a Anthony Mantha. I put a, a, a CU in there. Um, these are, you know, the future of, of the Red Wings. These are the guys that are going to be here for for a lot of years and be carrying this this team to to hopefully Stanley Cups. Um, I think the future's bright here. Um, you know, the sooner we get winning, and you know the um, the older guys, you know kind of help out and, and 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 do our part to to help these guys start winning um you know we're gonna look down the road maybe after my 2000th game and and look at some of these guys and, <laughs> and they're, they're 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 doing well so it should be good you know this is a little bit of an inside joke between trevor and me but <laughs> if you play if you get to 2000 i definitely want to be at this ceremony because i'm sure by that time our idea of a combination jet ski snowmobile, that's oh. what should be presented to you. You know what? <laughs> if I get to 2000, it might fly too. <laughs> <laughs> Technology will progress so much, right? It'll, be, it'll definitely yeah, we, be a James we, we Bond. We can have a three in one there if I get to 2000. And we'll definitely have that one for sure. Um, you know, in the room, as I said, you know, balance, you know, great guy, funny, very accommodating to people like me and just, you know, in general. Are, how would you describe yourself as a leader? Do you pull guys aside Is it when it comes to you? I mean, because I know it's tough, even though you're such an accomplished player, that, you know, when a guy, you know, like Vanek doesn't want to hear this anymore, but I was joking around with him when he, you know, spoke in between the second and third period. Mm -hmm. You know, I told him, oh, it's trending on social media as the speech. And he said, look, it wasn't that big of a thing, you know. Yeah. But when you speak in a room, you always got to back it up. What's your style like that way? Um, yeah, I'm not a, a big rah-rah guy. Um, I'm more, um, 
I'm just me. I don't know how to you, explain it. I just try to be myself. You know, like if you're yeah. on the ice or you see, you know, somebody I, struggling or do you say you, something on the bench or do you wait for a practice? Or? I, I will probably, if, you know, if there's a mistake made out there, um, usually the coaches are pretty good at telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time the coaches are really? pretty good at telling you that. So, um, you know, I, Almost everybody in the building sees it, so the last thing you want to hear is one of your teammates tell you that, you know, hey, you, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so most of the time I'm, I'm kind of, you know, unless I, you know, I'm more of a Kirch guy to, to pick a guy up. And then, you know, once I pick him up, I want to keep him up. So, um, you know, playing with, with young guys, I played with young guys uh, a lot before, and, you know, it's, it's a confidence game. You play with confidence, you're going to be good um, at this level everybody's good and it's just you know some guys have more confidence than other guys so um you know when i when i see a confident guy i want to try to keep him confident and if i feel he's not confident i'm going to try to get him confident you know when you we look at your career you know you dallas a little bit chicago obviously pittsburgh you win cups here in detroit um are these cities similar uh, is there is there a uniqueness to each of them or or what you know do you you know when it's all you know when you go into the hall of fame or something would you uh, <laughs> i have high yeah. a- aspirations for all so. you guys well, really. after, after this 100th interview I, sh- I should be well i i think that's probably what's going to put <laughs> you over the top that could be that could do it my 100th episode yeah. of the red and white authority my god he's yeah. a hall of famer <laughs> what else could i do yeah <laughs> But when you look at all that, I mean, you know, you've played in some really, you know, and Dallas is a great hockey market. A I know people think market, it's yeah. all about Cowboys and all that, but, uh, and football, but Texas is, you know, they love hockey, athletics. Yeah. They love competition yeah. down there. I mean, yeah. my, my, you know, my impression of Texas before I started going there almost on a regular basis was completely different than it is now. Uh, you know, is there a uniqueness to being a Red Wing, or is it just a uniqueness to being a hockey player? A little bit of both. Um, you do um, when you play for original. This is my second original sixteen playing for you. You do know you're playing for original sixteen. Just you know, when you walk in the room, and you know the um, the way the organizations um, are, they're it, the both original six teams I played for were, were classy, classy organizations. So mind you. You know, every organization I've been fortunate enough to play for, it's been a classy organization. But, you know, just the history with, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks history was, you know, walking into that room was like, oh, wow. wow you know yeah. what I mean? It, it was pretty special. Then, you know, you, you, you have the, the Espositos walking around all the time, you know, the, the Savards all the time, the, the Chelios is kicking around all the time, guys that you, you know, all you did was hear about. And, you know, right. the same coming into to this room here in Detroit, um, you know, just the great players that that have been through here and you know I, I'll be I know you don't want to hear it but the leave out pit and, um you know how fortunate that city's been to have the the hockey players that they've had go through there and the you know just the sports that they've had to go through uh Pittsburgh so they they you know they've all been amazing amazing cities and you know the Dallas where I started um you know the, that city is is a great hockey City, they they love their Dallas Stars there, but um, you know it, it is a, a, a cowboy country, and they do love their their Cowboys there, and um, they do brainwash you with the Cowboys and force you to be um, 
diehard cowboy fans. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you a cowboy fan? I am a cowboy fan. Yeah, sorry. I know. Oh, really? I, it, it, you know what? I, I got brainwashed when I was there. It's it's not my fault. Really? There's just nothing else. To, nothing else came on. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> no, no. just playing. You're with, with 24-7 the, yeah, cowboys all yeah. the time? Uh, you know what? I wasn't I wasn't a huge cowboy fan. I was actually a Steeler, Steeler fan um, until I got to Dallas. And then... When I got to Dallas, I became a Cowboy fan. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to say something quickly. I think that Michael Jordan and Sidney Crosby are beloved athletes. Everyone knows that, you know, mm-hmm. arguably perhaps the greatest in their sport. Yeah. If there's one city in America that despises both of them, it's, it's Detroit. Detroit, yes. Uh, I, I mean, can see you, why. <laughs> do yeah. you find that? Do you find, you know... It, is Detroit a little edgier or I'm not trying to, <coughs> it's not surprising or is that just sports? That's just sports. Um, that's just passionate fans. Detroit has passionate fans. And when you come in and, and, and beat them, then they're not going to be happy with you. So I don't, I don't blame the fans here one bit. I, I've, uh, you know, I got to play with Sid and I got to play against Sid. I love playing with Sid. I hate playing against them. So, um, I understand what, where Detroit's going for. If, uh, you know, if Detroit could pull off a, a trade and, and bring Sydney over here, I think things would change pretty quick. <laughs> you know, it's extraordinary. He does live for the big moment, and almost 10 out of 10 times, he does produce. I mean, that's extraordinary, really. It really is. It's Sid. Yes. No, he's he's a pretty uh, – I'm, I'm not going to brag about him. Really? No, yeah, no, you, don't, you may not, not want to. Not, 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 a, I mean, not well, a this. Yeah. This is a good will kind of interview yeah. here. You know? It's good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very – you know, one thing I will say about him, he, he's just as special as a person as he is a hockey player. I will say that about right. him. Well, I know Kadar yeah. loves him too. So. Yeah, he, he really is. He, he generally, generally uh, I won't talk about him as a hockey player, but as a person, he's, he's amazing. Yep. You know, um, the trade deadline is coming up in a matter of days here. It's always an unsettling time. Whether you know what you know, usually used to be, Red Wings made so many different moves. I mean, they were always buyers, and yeah. you know they could be sellers. They could not do anything. Uh, you've been traded. Uh, how unsettling is this time, or do you guys just try to throw it out of your mind? Well, it's tough nowadays with social media and, and stuff going on to throw it out of your mind. It's always you know you're always hearing stuff, or it's always in the back. It's always on the TV. You know, you watch. Uh, you know, you watch NHL Network right now. That's all they talk about. So um, it's tough to throw out. But, you know, at the end of the day, you, you really can't control it. You just kind of joke about it. You know, um, it's it's totally out of our control. And, and um, the only one that could do it is, is a GM. So um, it's all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame us. Don't blame him, right? Yeah. Uh, when you look at this season – Binding down. I mean, you know, mathematically, the Red Wings, you know, you're still on this home stand, still have, like, I believe three games out of this five games. And March is a tough month because you're not playing uh, at Little Caesars Arena that yeah. much. Yet this team is you – know, you're pretty much – your record at home and on the road is about the same. same yeah. You have shown that you're capable of putting a run together. Mm-hmm. Um, is it – you know, how how difficult is it – for you guys, when you look where you're at at the standings, to, you know, to realistically say it's now or never or desperation, or is that always been there? Well, it's it's every night should be desperation, but it's just so important to put together a run. Um, you know, if you put together a run and you, it doesn't work out, you, 
you still have something to to to, to lay your hat on. I, I think it's you know for this team moving forward, I think it's important to to get on a run today and and build from there. When you uh, look back, when you hit that 2,000 mark level as games played, uh, extraordinary number by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you foresee that that I would imagine that most career games that you played in one uniform would have to be in Detroit then, right? That would be amazing. But <laughs> I mean, Chelios <laughs> tried. He really did. There's a good chance that that's not going to happen. <laughs> but if it does, it would be great. <laughs> it would be great. It would be great. And I'd love yeah. to see you get that. Yeah. Now, not only combination jet ski, snowmobile, but little mini airplane. You could almost fly off the ice. Fly off the by then, yeah. Who knows what you could think, happen? Well, your kids would be like amazed by that too. Oh they probably God. could. You imagine their reaction? Maybe they. they maybe hopefully they they they'd be the ones that invented it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's that, that, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Stress education. That's yes. that's great. Yes. Trevor, uh, I really appreciate you doing this. Yes. Thank you. Uh, thank very you very much. much. I, yeah. I it was enlightening. Uh, you know, I, sometimes, as I said, you know, sometimes, I, you know, it's uncomfortable to talk about certain sensitive mm. subjects, but obviously, uh, you know, I just want to close that I know when you were in Toronto and you talked and, you know, your mother obviously wasn't there, but she was there. I thought mm. what you said about her and the way you conducted yourself in your hometown was really, maybe because it was so close to Christmas too, on the 23rd <laughs> of December, yeah. but it really touched me. It really Thank touched you. me. And I just want to say, you know, it's... Uh, it's just great having you here in Detroit, you being a Red Wing. You're the type of guy, being a native Detroiter, that I am so happy wears the Detroit uniform, especially the Red Wing one. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That goes a long way. Thank you.